Welcome to this episode of Athletic Training Chat. On this episode, we have Joanne Kenyon from Bishop O'Dade High School out in California. Uh, We reached out to her um, as we were looking at the collaborative medical care and performance model uh, she was talking about on Twitter. And so we got to sit down and have a conversation about that. Um, It is a little unique. Uh, It seems like there's some extra resources that happen to be available to her, which is fantastic. But a lot of the things that they've implemented, other versions of it can be implemented almost anywhere. Um, Even just looking at the setting that I'm currently in at a Division III school and what can be done. And it's really just about getting it going and then being organized when the process starts. So there's a lot of really good information in here that you might be able to take away some things that apply to your specific setting and where you're working. So we highly recommend you listening to check that out. As always, we are powered by Mueller Sports Medicine. Please give them a shout out or check them out. Um, They're always willing to help and listen and we know that firsthand it's going down and being pseudo-experts, as we like to say, about the different things that we're wanting to see come out for athletic trainers. With all of that, please enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of Athletic Training Chat. We are on with Joanne, and I screwed up and didn't ask Kenyon. Yes. Got it. You got it. Name. Um, we only knew her through um, at BOD underscore power on Twitter as we reached out um, to, as we were seeing some things that uh, you were posting and wanted to have this conversation um, focusing around kind of the collaborative medical care model and specifically in the high school setting. Uh, with that, we before we get into too many questions, because I'll just bypass this whole thing, would you care to give a little bit more background and kind of set the stage as we get into asking some of these questions? Yeah. Um, nice to see everyone. Glad uh, we could get together finally and do this. It took us a while to to set it up. But um, like I said, I'm Joanne Kenyon. I work for Bishop O'Dowd High School in Oakland, California. And um, my background is, uh, I've been there for about 10 years. But prior to that, I worked for USA Taekwondo. I worked for um, a few universities and club programs throughout universities. And uh, I would say kind of what really kicked off that collaborative care was I did an internship in college that um, was a training center for pros. And we did, uh, we were probably one of the first to start that uh, collaborative medical care. And um, so that's really where, where that foundation came from for me. Awesome. Um, I know the biggest one then that was intriguing to me on this is you know, the medical model, collaborative medical care, interfer- interprofessional collaboration um, is at the forefront of just the profession in general. Um, we're currently at a D3 setting, and I think we're in one of the, I would say, a better spot than just a lot in places in terms of resources and people. 
uh, that people don't always have access to and knowing the high school model where that is even less common, you know, how have you gotten, you know, this collaboration started? And I know one of the questions specifically we had is just outside of finding funding, which is always a limiting barrier, you know, what is some of the biggest barriers that you've run into? Well, I think it really depends on your coaching staff and your administration that you have. And I've been really fortunate enough to have uh, an administration that's always been really on board with uh, progressing things. And um, <clears throat> when I've made the case for them, they've kind of let me run with it. And so I think that I'm really fortunate in that way because that's not always the case. And um, being at a private school is definitely an advantage in that um, public schools have a lot more red tape, I think, than, than private schools do. So <clears throat> I think that's definitely an advantage that we have. Uh, and a lot of the things that we've incorporated and talked about incorporating are um, things that don't really cost money. So that's always a um, appealing piece to, to high schools and, well, to really anyone in general. So um, I think there's some things that were just a lot of bang for our buck that we um, have done and started doing that don't cost any money, cost time, um, which eventually does cost money because you need staff for, but <laughs> um, in, at least in the beginning, it, it's uh, pretty easy to ramp up. So, What would be some examples, if you don't mind sharing some of the secrets? <laughs> some of the secrets? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so our coaching staff does a really good job. We all have um, <clears throat> our strength coach and I, we've developed a... Um, warm up that all the teams do and we kind of tweak it per per team a little bit but for the most part it's pretty consistent throughout and it's designed whoop did I lose you oh okay um <laughs> it's designed to prevent injury and um we incorporate a lot of things into it so for example our track team had a um some hamstring issues last year and we looked at the issues we looked at what we thought was going on what had made it better and we developed a, a warm up around what they um, around their problem, right? So, um, one of the other things that we've done that's uh, that we're we're actually just started doing is uh, we incorporated a, a mental health quiz into their uh, pre participation, <clears throat> and so um, we haven't quite sussed out what we're gonna how it's going to be applied. Um, we do have some mental health uh, people on campus and they've, we've talked to them about, you know, how we're going to use it with them and, you know, collaborate with them a lot. So, um, but that's one of those things that um, we started doing that is easy to incorporate, is free to incorporate. And, um, you know, the, the challenge is obviously utilizing that information for, uh making change right mm -hmm. so yeah no we've been that mental health piece has been a big one it's just figuring out hey you want to do something but if once you had the information then what are you going to do with it on the back yeah, end? yeah. which so is always the hardest part because if uh, it's hard to have enough people to deal with that which it whether it's seemingly more prevalent or we're just recognizing it more, whatever it may be, just to get people to where they need to be is not proving to be a simple task. 
Yeah, no, for sure not. For sure not. I mean, like I said, we're lucky enough to have a pretty uh, robust mental health um, <clears throat> department in at the school that um, that we work really collaboratively collaboratively with. But um, yeah, even so, I think it starts to snowball on you. And we're going to very quickly realize that we need a lot more help to do what we actually need to do. So yeah. In terms of the, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I would say those are um, the other thing, you know, other kind of thing that we've done that <clears throat> is pretty inexpensive as far as uh, incorporating as we have collaborated with the cafeteria at the school um, to help them kind of develop more uh, better options for our student athletes. Now, <laughs> are the student athletes taking advantage of it? It's um, a little bit of a mixed bag, but um, at least the conversation has taken place and we've um, we've made some some progress with that. So. I'd say those are our top ones that we are easy and cheap. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can, what's the, the saying that everybody is, you can always lead them to water, but you can't force them to drink kind of a thing. No For sure. How yeah. much you put it out there. Yeah. And I cringe when my, you know, kids come in with the uh, ice cream sandwich and French fries for lunch, you know, and I'm like, what was the option, the healthy option today? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we always go so, back and forth and, you know, just getting in calories because some of them need just an unbelievable amount, which can be hard to do. But at the same time, you know, timing is everything. And, you know, like you said, fueling with ice cream sandwiches and French fries before a practice, maybe not your best option. Perfect. Hurts me. It hurts me. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> um, we've also done some uh, some kind of I don't know if you want to call them sponsorships, but um, we have the luxury of having Cliff Bar located right here, and um, we have several coaches and parents and things that work for them. So we've <laughs> we've been able to get uh, quite a bit of free product from them. Um, and then Gatorade is also a really good uh, resource for us to just of getting product from them um, for, you know, protein bars and shakes and all that kind of stuff. So, right. um, yeah, obviously not available to everyone, I think, but, but um, uh, local, local vendors are always a good way to kind of get that nutritional aspect filled. Yeah. <clears throat> some of that stuff. Yeah. Kind of in this model, um, there's been some more change to it. And again, we referenced the medical model. Uh, a, kind of what is your guys' setup there? Um, but then also, like, where does do you see the athletic trainer fitting into this? Is it something where they potentially are, like, overseeing it and then it kind of branches out so there's kind of that funnel back to kind of coordinate everything? Or is it underneath? Everybody's kind of got their own little entity and it's just – by natural work that people come together or how, how think, what do you see or what do you, what do you think is the best model? Yeah. Um, I think athletic trainers are a really natural model to be the kind of manager of all of the different aspects of performance. And um, I mean, athletic training has a very wide breadth of knowledge, right? So I think it's <clears throat> very natural to have them as like, as you say, the kind of the funnel mm -hmm. and 
kind of disseminate, you know, we're the first ones to see so many of these things, so many injuries, so many um, issues that come up. And so us being able to disseminate into the right <clears throat> um, area, I think is something that we're, we can be very good at and uh, something that, you know, I, I think that's where I see us being the most valuable is knowing a lot about all of these areas um, and then <clears throat> and then funneling it down. So, uh, yeah. So this one's kind of a two-parter. I'll ask the first one and the second one's kind of a own personal question, just kind of with the world that we're living in and um, kind of the high profile for lack of a better term, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you get to work with. But first, like, how have, what have you found to be useful, like, tactics and strategies to show the importance of this? Like, we can put, like, we just kind of said, like, you can put all the information in front of people, and but convincing them to actually do it and buy into it, whether that's coaches or athletes or in probably your setting to a degree parents, obviously. Um, where that's a little different in the collegiate setting where that influence isn't as great. Um, what have you found to be useful to gather that support and to get that buy-in? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's always going to be coaches that don't want to hear what you have to say. And um, well, You're back. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there. Um, yeah, so there's always going to be coaches that don't want to hear what you have to say. There's always going to be parents. There's always going to be kids that don't that don't want to hear it. So um, <clears throat> what I always really try to do is focus on the ones that do want to hear it and focus on the things that you can control because you're only going to get frustrated with the kids and the parents and the coaches that don't, that don't listen. Right. So, um, you know, what I always try to do is if there's a coach that's really on board with us and really, we have a great relationship and uh, they want to try some of this stuff, that's who I go for first, you know, I mean that we're going to have a great relationship and what's going to result from that is, or we're going to get results from it, you know, uh, same with the kids, same with the parents. So, um, offering opportunities to these parents and these kids for educational, um, <clears throat> meetings and roundtables and all of those things are, um, you know, you can't make them go. Well, you, can I guess, but um, it's not an effective way to do it. So getting those few people in that are on board and building it from there, I think is is the way that I tend to do it, and um, you know I think is is the way that makes you not go crazy. You right. know, um, so you know we have a couple coaches that are you know you have to pick what coaches. Uh, what they find to be most important. Yep. So for, for example, we have, um, our track coach, he's really into our nutrition piece of it. So we have met with his track team multiple times about <clears throat> nutrition, good options, good choices. Um, even like proper weight with some of the girls, um, <clears throat> which is a, you know, questionable thing to do with high school students, but, um, it's actually worked out pretty well. So, <laughs> um, you know, and then, for example, our men's basketball program, they're really into the performance training piece and the testing and having data to see if their vertical jumps getting better and see what their, you know, three quarter length sprint is looking like and all these things. So um, you 
you very rarely have a team that's into all of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess is, is the thing. So, um, you know, being able to choose which ones are, which pieces they're going to be most uh, into, and then try to incorporate in a few of the other pieces that you think they need the most work on. So um, like for me, our men's basketball gr- program, like I said, um, they're the ones, they're really into performance, they're really into testing and all those things. Um but they show up in the weight room with French fries, you know? So we try to incorporate some of that nutrition stuff, you know, um, because that's something that I think would really help them the most, you know, some of them are not putting weight on like they want. Um, some of them are not reaching the goals they think they can reach. And I think a lot of that is due to their nutrition. Right. So, um, so incorporating some of those things that they may be like, don't think is very, is very important. Um, but getting them on board with the things that they really like and are important. So. Have you seen potentially like other teams pick up on stuff kind of by that attrition piece? Like you get it, you know, nutrition works with track and all of a sudden people are either, you know, developing the muscle they're looking for or getting into the shape they're chasing after. And then all of a sudden the next team's like, well, why don't you, has that, been something you've seen happen? A hundred percent. That happens, uh, all the time, actually. So, um, we had, uh, <clears throat> we were having a cramping issue with our football team a few years ago now, but, um, <clears throat> what we realized is that the kids were not eating anything from lunch until their 7 PM, uh, Friday night game. And we're like, Oh, that's, um, that's probably nutrition that we're having, you know, why we're having so many issues. So we started doing pregame meal for them. Um, and what we, it, I mean, it almost instantly stopped, okay. um, almost all of it. Right. And so, um, what ended up happening is, you know, of course at first there's this jealousy of the football be- team being so important and, you know, Oh my gosh, why don't we get it? And it's like, no, no, you can get it. Um, but like, you just have to speak to us about it. Right. And so a bunch of the other team, a bunch of the other teams, um, were like, we want pregame meal. So we started setting it up and now it's something that's standard for almost all our teams, you know? Um, and that's the one, something that we usually, there's exceptions. Some of the teams don't like to do it, but usually that's something we work with the cafeteria for and, um, they do, they do it for us. So Yeah. Um, and then there's been, you know, similar things with, with the weight room. Um, you know, for example, we had, uh, our women's lacrosse program was having a ton of injuries and, um, <clears throat> they'd never been in the weight room ever. And so we started, you know, putting them in the weight room and, you know, that actually just happened this year. So I'll, I'll get back to you on if it actually <laughs> <Right>. works, but <laughs> Um, but I have faith. <laughs> it's at least a step in the seemingly right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, but we were having a lot of strength issues with them. They were just not able to like sustain the forces that they were putting on their body. So, um, we, we think it's going to work. <laughs> I like, I think I like the plan. I got to imagine it will. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I have, I have faith that's going to work. So, <laughs> So my long-awaited second part of that question was, you know, in a world of more instant gratification, like I need to hear what I need to hear, I need to get it done, 
um, and not necessarily being in a place like a division one university or something like that, that's got their own secondary insurance where, you know, things may be a little bit more procedure related. We still, obviously it's whatever our, uh, at the D3 level, whatever our athletes insurance is, we kind of have to work through that. How do you, you handle in this collaborativeness and this model and just on your own, you know, if, you didn't get the answer that they wanted to hear. You know, how, how does that work out? Because I have to imagine, again, especially at the level that you have people participating at, that comes up. Yeah, um, that's probably one of my least Google favorite things. Dangerous. What's that? And Google is dangerous. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everyone has cancer or something, right? Yep. Um, yeah, so... That's, I think, one of the most challenging things at a high school period is the fact that you don't have control of all of the medical, uh, the healthcare professionals in their circle, right? Um, And so I think it, I think one thing, it takes time to develop the kind of network of the doctors. So, I mean, I've been there a while now. I recognize a lot of the doctors that come through. Um, I have reached out to them. Um, I currently am in a, we call it a book club, but it's uh, (laughs) like a journal. Um, We have a couple journal articles that we um, evaluate every month or so, Um, but it's all, it's all doctors that are in the group. And, um, you know, so building, um, and that's something I didn't set it up, but I've actually like thought of setting it up. And then I found out about this group. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think having that just constant networking with all the, with all the doctors and all of the healthcare professionals. And I mean, my, me and my assistant are <clears throat> obsessive about calling and talking to them and leaving messages and emailing and all these things, um, because some of them don't want to talk to you. Right. And they don't want to share what, um, what their thing is. They don't understand what, what athletic trainers do and are. And, um, so we do a lot of educating of the healthcare professionals, um, in this area, just because, um, I think that's how we end up with a better, more collaborative, uh, program for athletes. And that's ultimately the goal is having them have the best experience and best goals, uh, achieving their goals. Mm-hmm. So, so I think for me, it comes down to networking, 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 not being afraid of calling and leaving a message and having conversation with them. Most of them are more than willing to have the conversation once they, you know, they know who you are and what you are and all of that. So there is exceptions, of course. Um, so yeah, so you know, having doctors not in the sports medicine mindset is definitely frustrating. Um, and for us, it's funny, sometimes we'll have parents that are not in the sports medicine mindset either. So they don't want their child returning um, as quickly as they can either. So um, you kind of have to know who you're working with uh, as far as that goes too. Um, I don't know. I think that's one of my least favorite things about high school is that like, you know, for better terms, like lack of control of, of their, yeah. Yeah. We've run into it, you know, just all over the place, but different professions that, Oh, well you need to have this and this is the only way to get it done or, Oh, you know, the latest, I mean, 
we had something come up with an injury and PRP gets brought into the mix and it's just like, well, that doesn't really apply here. And like, if you want, but that's, you know, up to sure. you or I'm not I, like chiropractors this is not to offend them, but you know, some of the ones that it's, you know, we're going to fix anything and everything just by adjusting you and just well, hold on, let's just make sure that we're seeing the whole picture here. And I, yeah, yeah. especially in a bit much bigger city than where we are, <laughs> I imagine that can get real tough real quick. Yeah, there's certain teams that that snowballs out of control. Uh, in <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess my I it used to bother me a lot more, and then I realized that that wasn't making it better, and that one is it hurting them to go see them? Right. Maybe not. Right? Um, is it making them feel like they're they're taking control of their injury? Maybe. So like, I guess that's my thing. And then, um, like, okay, if you want to go see this person, um, I don't necessarily think it's necessary because we could do everything they're doing, but, um, mm-hmm. if it makes you feel better, go ahead and bring me a doctor's own. They can work for it. So, we might have to implement some of that. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we're very big on the doctor's note. So, um, yeah, before you get treated yeah. back here, we need a note. Yep. I like that. No, that's exactly, that's exactly uh, what I, we do. I, I actually. That puts yeah. a little onus on if you're going to go out and do it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you know, that's twofold. One, I want to make sure that what we're doing is complementing what they're doing. Yep. So, you know, if they're doing Graston and, you know, exercise, rehab and whatever. We don't necessarily need to do that if you're already getting that somewhere else. So let's do something else, yeah. you know? Um, and also <clears throat> I want to know who they're seeing so I can talk to them. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe a little bit sneaky on like building my network that way, but you know, <laughs> but the more people that I know do it, you know, the easier my job is, um, you know, for, we developed a pretty robust concussion protocol program and, um, that involves the counseling program and, um, the mental health people and everything at the school. And for a few years, I had so much pushback from the healthcare professionals we were sending them to, and, um, they didn't want to fill out our documentation. They didn't want to give us, you know, anything back. Right. And at this point, all the doctors know who we are and they go, Oh yeah. Odell's concussion program. We know that. Okay. Where's the note. And so then they, yep. they fill out all, they fill out all our stuff. Um, we have doctors call us and say, Hey, you know, we, um, we saw your guy, like this is the deal. And so it's actually persistence pays off as well. Yeah. Especially when you had mentioned like how well thought out it is that you're, you know, you're demonstrating your proficiency. It's not like you just slap something together and, you know, oh, right. they're symptom free. They'll, as long as they can take a shot to the head, you know, life's good. And we're going to return them. Yeah. I'm assuming it's much yeah. more complex than that, but yeah. Um, yeah. You no, know, no, it's <laughs> demonstrating that proficiency just helps build that credibility where then it's, you know, they're, they're not shy to be a yeah. part of it because it's something that they can feel comfortable with putting their name. Out. Right. Right. Yeah. We actually just had a chiropractor that's been seeing one of my athletes um, recently and they said, oh, I didn't even know that athletic trainers did all the stuff that you guys are doing. 
Oh Lord. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well that hurts me, but um, thank you for the compliments. Yeah. Um, Question. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, um, but you know, right there is a relationship and an educational piece that like didn't, that obviously it never happened for them before. So, right. yep. um, you know, progress, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. Painful, but it is progress. Yeah. Yeah. It, it hurts me that like we've been around for so long and that's, uh, <laughs> still coming up, but that's okay. So, um, now they won't do that again. So. Perfect. Yeah. I think that was kind of all the general questions that we had around the episode. You got anything else? I don't have anything else for you. So unless there's anything you would like to cover, we can jump into kind of those last five questions. Let's do it. Um, so we changed the order slightly by putting the first one last. I got to just change that on the sheet, but um, okay. we'll go with the first one. Of where do you see athletic training going in the next five to 10 years? And if you could mm-hmm. kind of set the example and, that could be overall, or if you wanted to talk specific to the high school, that whatever you prefer, uh, hmm. we'd love to hear. Okay. Um, I think athletic training is really at a juncture right now. Um, and for me, I would really like athletic training to kind of double down on the athletics world and um, really kind of take advantage of, you know, that high performance model that we've been talking a little mm-hmm. bit about today and um, <clears throat> really build that place and um, for them to be leaders and directors of like performance programs. Um, I know, you know, the NATA and everyone are, you know, really trying to branch out into um, the industrial areas and some of those things. But um, for me, I, not that they're not, that athlete, athletic trainers are not valuable there, but that for me, I just think that our, you know, kind of sticking close to our roots and sticking close to what um, we originally started out as and what our purpose originally was um, is uh, more of what I would like to see. Um, moving it in, you know, more into, um, you know, more the medical field overseeing the athletic trainers as opposed to the athletics department overseeing, um, I think is a good thing. Um, as far as being on a, on a medical, um, medical model, but, um, I think being coming from a high performance side, um, it could hurt us a little bit. Um, just because, yeah. So, um, so for me, I think um, that kind of hybrid sports medicine performance um, piece that, you know, I think we, we kind of are, we're kind of that bridging the gap person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like us to stay close to those roots, honestly. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, I, I, think, I think that it's, uh, um, there's a lot of opportunity for growth there and a lot of... Um, opportunity to build uh, some really interesting programs and collaborations so uh, yeah for me that's where I'd like to see it but um, I don't know if that's actually going to happen <laughs> it will be interesting yeah um, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back and give advice to your young athletic training self uh, yeah so um, when I was an athletic training student, I worked every single event that I could 
get my hands on as an athletic trainer. I worked rodeo and frisbee and uh, Quidditch and like all sorts of things. Um, and I think that was a really smart thing to do. Um, I think I learned a lot of things, a lot of working with people and also um, <clears throat> just kind of different, different kinds of athletes and things like that. But um, for me, I think one thing that I would have done um, differently is I would have branched out in my master's program and I would have done more um, administrative or exercise phys or like something not focused on athletic training. Right. Um, uh, I think I just wish I knew more about that stuff now. And so, um, <clears throat> so I think that would be my advice to my younger self is to, you know, get your master's in sports, um, uh, administration, Joanne, not athletic training, you know, uh, something along those lines. That makes sense. Yeah. So. What has been one of the most influential resources uh, that you have found in your career? Um, let's see. I'm reading your answer and can agree with you. I know. I'm like, where's my answer? <laughs> Close to the bottom. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I, that's what I was thinking of in my mind, but I didn't know if that's what I put. So, Okay. Um, yeah. So I think Sue Falsoni for me. Um, Sue Falsoni, if you don't know who she is, she's a physical therapist, athletic trainer. Um, she was the first uh, female head athletic trainer in professional sports. Um, but before that, uh, I actually worked for her as, uh, an intern at athletes performance and, um, <clears throat> she definitely set my, like how I evaluate people and just kind of my, um, how, how I do a lot of things. Uh, she was very influ influential in that. And then just kind of seeing her progress in her career, like, you know, definitely made me. Uh, very proud to be like uh, have worked for her, right? And um, she's she's definitely like one of my you know um, little little romance with uh, you know with Sue Falsoni for sure. Um, <laughs> I uh, recently took her dry needling course, um, well, a couple of years ago now, but um, and uh, I would definitely recommend any of her educational things that she does now to, to athletic trainers. I think they're really valuable. Her outlook on, um, athletic training and collaboration and high performance is really interesting. Okay. So no, I'd say one of her books that I need to start reading. Yeah. So. Which one? The Bridging the Gap? Yep. Yep. I have it sitting on my desk at work. <laughs> yep. I'll have to get into that one. Yeah. It's a great book. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, she's a really, if you've ever heard her speak or anything, um, she has a lot of really valuable, um, content. If you could change or eliminate a thing to be a modality kind of practice mindset, whatever it is in the field of, <laughs> of athletic training, what would it be? Again, I've got the preview, but I love your answer. <laughs> 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 yeah, so <laughs> um I I definitely think our name uh is deceiving is uh does not illustrate everything that we are able to do. 
<clears throat> everything that we are knowledgeable about. Um, and I would really like to see something more of, I don't know, athletic therapist or um, <clears throat> any number of other things I would be willing, you know, to, to negotiate, negotiate on. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I think that's our, my number one thing that I wish they had changed, uh, what is it, five or so years ago when they went through the process of looking if they were going to change it. Right. I, I wish they had. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I always have to caveat that I, I lead with sports medicine and then I say athletic trainer to just try and nix the, like, oh, you teach people how to lift weights thing. Like, I try and. Right. What did you work at? Yeah, I try and get ahead of that by throwing out the sports medicine first and that yeah. seems to help. Um, right yes. I do the same. Yeah. <laughs> I do the same. We're looking at building a new facility, and I've uh, been pretty adamant about naming it the sports medicine facility and not yeah. the athletic training room. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, and I think there's some different things that different schools have done that I'm talking about with our school as well of just kind of making that uh, clarifying that role a little bit more um, by changing the titles and things. Right. So. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So My question yeah. for you is what does being an athletic trainer slash what you would want to call it uh, mean to you? <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I think athletic trainers are really important in, um, especially I'll talk about high school because um, I never thought I would work at a high school, but I really enjoy working at the high school. And um, you are <clears throat> the person that's in the trenches all the time. Um, you're the person who sees them from start to finish and you're the person that gives support and uh, whatever else that um, <clears throat> you need to do. And, um, so yeah, I, I think, um, we have the opportunity to really build a lot of relationships in that, in that area. And, um, <clears throat> it's, it's probably most important at the high school level. I see a lot of kids come back and they go, wow, like you guys are so great. Like we didn't even know what we had when you were, he when we were here, you know? Um, and so that's, you know, obviously why you do your job, but, um, you know, I also, it, we make an impact in those, in those younger years and those kids. So. Awesome. I, I like how you sum that up. Um, just in closing, if people want to reach out to you or follow what you're doing, what, what would be their best options? Yeah. So, um, you can follow me on Twitter at BOD underscore power. Um, you can also feel free to email me at Kenyon at rocketmail.com. And um, yeah, hope to hear from everybody. Well, we appreciate you taking the time and kind of laying this out. And hopefully this will spark a lot of ideas for people to take away and figure out how they can implement more of this stuff where they're at. All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks. I hope it helps everyone. And it's so nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Great to meet you, you too. Glad we got the finally get this I know. finally get it done <laughs> sounds good well enjoy the All rest right. of your day and once you get to work yes you too well you're halfway done now so we'll talk to you later you guys yep.